Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at chabacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Today's briefing is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control needed to make smart decisions and grow with confidence. Save time and money and gain agility and scale by managing your company's finances in one place in real time from your desktop or phone. Start today right now. NetSuite is offering valuable insights with a free guide. Seven key strategies to grow your profits at netsuite.com wired. Get your free guide at netsuite.com wired. Airbnb has devoured London. Here's the data to prove it. By James Temperton. The number of Airbnb listings in London has quadrupled in the last four years, as more and more of the city's housing stock has been gobbled up by short-term rental companies. As of May 2019, 80,770 properties in London were listed on Airbnb, with a staggering 23%, or 11,200, of these thought to be in breach of a legal 90-day limit in the capital. The new data, compiled by City Hall, shows that across all Airbnb listings in London, just 1% of the capital's hosts were behind 15%, or 7,440 of the properties listed. Airbnb doesn't make its data available to officials and regulators, meaning Local authorities have to use third-party tools to try and regulate the abuse of the platform. City Hall's figures, compiled using analytics tools inside Airbnb, also show that 30% of Airbnb hosts in London have three or more listings advertised on the platform. The rate of growth outside the center of the capital has been even more extreme, with Airbnb listings in outer London increasing 15-fold between 2015 and 2019. Across London, 56% of properties on Airbnb, or 45,070 listings, are entire homes. In Camden and Westminster, two of the London boroughs worst affected by the rise of short-term rentals, up to 7% of the total housing stock is advertised on Airbnb. Data compiled by Camden Council reveals that of the 7,100 whole properties listed on platforms such as Airbnb and Booking.com in 2019, a staggering 48% exceeded the 90-day legal limit. Camden Council currently has 6,000 families on its housing waiting list. The short-term let market is far too easily exploited, 
says Danny Beals, Camden Council's cabinet member for investing in communities. Not only are we seeing guests being let down, but so are London's communities as new housing is built, bought up, and essentially turned into hotels. Airbnb disputes these numbers. This data is wrong, a spokesperson for the company says, adding that third-party data scrapers are often inaccurate, as they confuse different kinds of listings on its platform. The company's own figures show that in April 2019, there were 60,000 listings in London. Of these, 37,000 were entire homes. Airbnb did not divulge its figure for the total number of London listings that exceeded the 90-day limit. The latest figures come after a Wired investigation revealed the sheer scale of abuse taking place on Airbnb. Heather Acton, Cabinet Member for Public Protection and Licensing at Westminster City Council, described the findings as deeply disturbing, adding it was now apparent that short-term letting is out of control and occurring on an industrial scale. Our investigation found that one scam company was posting dozens of fake listings and fake reviews to game Airbnb's systems and deceive local authorities. Guests complained of being tricked into staying in accommodation with blocked drains, broken fixtures and fittings, filthy floors, dirty bed linen, or, in some cases, accommodation that they simply did not book. To lower costs, scammers have started outsourcing their Airbnb property empires to call centers in the Philippines. Those in the industry refer to it as systemizing Airbnb listings, and that systemization is being driven by the huge sums of money to be made. According to City Hall, properties in London listed on short-term rental sites rake in an average of £109 per night. Were they rented out to long-term tenants, they would make £58 per night. In response to our findings, city officials are once again calling on the government to introduce legislation that would compel companies such as Airbnb and Booking.com to implement mandatory registers for short-term rentals. Such a system, they argue, would make it far easier to enforce the 90-day limit and crack down on scam hosts. Wired's investigation, as shocking as it is, perfectly demonstrates each and every way that the current regulation can be disregarded without consequence, says Beals. We simply can't allow for this level of exploitation to continue. He adds that the creation of a short-term rental property register would allow the authorities to properly enforce the 90-day limit and bring much-needed housing stock back into residential use. A spokesperson for Sadiq Khan, the mayor of London, says Wired's investigation once again shows that councils don't have enough powers or resources to successfully prosecute and deter the worst offenders adding that ministers must now take this issue seriously by giving powers to London and introduce a mandatory registration system for short-term lets. Some measures already exist, but councils are hamstrung by the near impossibility of enforcing them. London's 90-day limit, which has been the law since 2015, was meant to stem the flow of professional hosts hoovering up housing stock and making a killing out of listing properties on short-term rental platforms. Since then, only Airbnb has voluntarily implemented a 90-day cap on listings in the capital. But even this, the latest figures show, has not been enough. Scammers have seemingly run rings around Airbnb and local councils by posting duplicate and fake listings, or by simply advertising properties on more than one short-term rental platform. 90 days on Airbnb, 90 days on Booking.com, and 90 days on Expedia, for example. An Airbnb spokesperson says the company has previously called for a registration system to be introduced for the capital and across the UK, 
adding that the company was meeting with policymakers to co-develop a proposal for such a system. Nowhere in London is the impact of short-term rentals felt more keenly than in Westminster. New data compiled using AirDNA, an independent analytics platform, show that as of January 2020, there were 8,836 short-term rental listings in the borough. Of those, 32% appear to be available year-round. Officials in the borough recently investigated a short-term rental property in Knightsbridge that was being used as a brothel, which received regular deliveries of fresh bed linen and was frequented by vehicles that loitered in a nearby mews. Thousands of Westminster properties are already under investigation over short-term letting, Acton says. It is high time national government intervened. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.